Hey babe, I'm so happy you're here. You're listening to episode 79 of the Beam Life podcast, Get Your Sexy Back with guest and intimacy coach, Rory Adele. All right, babe, buckle your seatbelt. We are talking about intimacy today. We're talking about pleasure. We're talking about orgasms. We're talking about bringing your sexy back. Now, you may be thinking, Caitlin, we haven't talked a lot about this on the Bean Life podcast, and you are absolutely right. I have been looking forever for the right person to be able to introduce this topic to our group and someone who's an expert in this. And, you know, there is a wide range of thoughts as there are on most topics, but especially when it comes to intimacy. And I wanted to make sure that it had the tone of the beam life and coming from a source of power and self-love and using intimacy and pleasure as a form of self-love and exploration and not defining it as the need of, you know, having to have another person involved. This is about exploring who you are as an individual, as a woman, as a whole being. So that is what we're going to do today. Now, Rory is an intimacy coach who helps women step into and embody confidence and authenticity. I'm so excited. I can't even talk today through the lens of sensuality and soul. She knows exactly how to unravel the layers of expectation and shame that we've all carried for so long when it comes about our bodies in order to create the intimacy we crave with ourselves. And if, if you have one right now or desire one, a romantic partner, and she truly wishes for every woman to embrace their body and views holistic sexuality as something to be celebrated, adored, and explored. All right, babe, this is for sure going to be a party. So let's get started. Hey, Beam Babe, welcome to the Beam Life Podcast, where we are all about honoring your truth, prioritizing your passions, and unlocking your potential. Let's go. I'm your host, Caitlin, and it's my calling in life to create this community of like-minded, kick-ass women ready to make moves and live a life they are obsessed with. So if you're ready to be everything and more, babe, let's get this party started. Hey, Rory. How's it going, girl? Hey, it's going well over here. So excited to be here. Yeah, me too. I... um, have been really looking forward to this conversation and I'm grateful that it happened this week. I know last week we were going to meet and I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? I can't be talking about intimacy feeling like this. So <laughs> I'm happy I have my mojo back and it sounds like, you know, you're feeling great. So we're just going to, you know, dive right into this conversation. But um, before we really you know, get too much further into it. I want to kind of preview listeners to what we're going to be chatting about today and why I wanted to have you on and what I was looking for. So, um, you know, a lot of listeners know that I am an empowerment coach, a one-on-one life coach, and a common theme is, you know, that women often have when they are starting to work with me is they're struggling in their relationships, not just with their partners, but with themselves. And Mm -hmm. it's, um, 
really when you get down to the center of it, it starts with like our self-love and how we view our bodies and how we view ourselves and the relationship and the intimacy we have or don't have with ourselves. And most of the time it's because we don't have it. So Mm -hmm. then I got on the quest to find a intimacy, a pleasure, something in that arena coach. And I stumbled across your profile and I've been secretly stalking you for a long time now. (laughs) And I just think what you do is so needed in the world. And Mm -hmm. what we're really going to be talking about today and what you're going to share is not only the importance of pleasure, but how it's in fact not taboo and that the conversation should be had a lot more and that there's way more to pleasure than just what we see like on the big screen in movies or on social media. It's like so much more than that. Mm. So, you know, I'm just, I feel so excited because I know I'm going to be learning right along with our listeners and what you bring to the table is special and unique. So tell us a little bit about you and what you do and how you kind of got into this space of being an intimacy coach. Yeah. I love what you just said so much because I was that woman that you described just a minute ago of feeling so disconnected from my body, you know, to the point of like disowning myself. It was like, Mm. um, I struggled with body dysmorphia growing up. I, wasn't in tune with my inner compass, my inner truth. I lived from a place of obligation and expectation of what it is to be a good girl, a good woman, a desirable woman. So ultimately, I wasn't living for myself. And Mm. I came to a crossroads a couple, like five years ago. And had a lot of body um, dis-ease. I struggled with cysts on my ovaries. I had hormonal disruption. And I knew there was a deeper level to that physical ailment. I knew that there was an emotional connection that was lacking in myself and a spiritual connection as well. So I went on the the path of self-healing and discovered healing through my body, through my pleasure and my sexuality. And that's ultimately what led me to become an intimacy coach. I love, thank you just like for your vulnerability and your honesty, because I think a lot of times when we see women like you and and even like me, sometimes people only see like the end result and they Mm -hmm. assume oh, well, Rory's always been this just like femininely in tune woman who understands her body and it's just so easy for her. And Mm -hmm. truth is, right, like people only see the highlight reel so much of the time and not the behind the scenes or the before picture of what life used to look like. So thank you for painting that picture of, you know, that it hasn't always been this way for you. And in fact, so much of what you do is probably much like me. Like we felt like there was when I, did you feel like there was no place for you to go when you were going through this journey? Like you kind of created something right that you needed. 100%. Yeah. 
I, yeah. I same totally same here. I'm like, there is no need for what I'm looking for. So let's let's make something. So you yeah. mentioned you're an intimacy coach and that's what you have in your Instagram bio, but a lot of people might not understand what that is. So tell us more specifically, like what is an intimacy coach? This is a great question. And I think there's many different ways someone can describe what an intimacy coach is. But for me, you know, I like to think of it, even the word intimacy can break it down into into me, I see. So Mm. intimacy is going into all parts of self and really discovering who I am without it's for me it's really unraveling like it's almost like there's an onion unraveling the layers of which I have thought I needed to be someone releasing guilt shame expectation obligation to find who I really am inside and I love to do it through the lens of pleasure and intimacy And intimacy is, you know, relating to your emotional, your physical, um, like mental, spiritual landscape of yourself. So it's not just going into your mind and changing your mind. It's not only going into your body and like relating to your body in a different way. It's like a holistic approach to deepening into authentic relationship with myself Mm. and others. That's such a beautiful way to put it because, and and I like how you said it's like what it means to you because it is something unique and another intimacy coach might describe it as something entirely differently, but it really helps put into context like what more we're going to talk about today because it's truly not just about, you know, sex and orgasms and all that. And while that's so important and I know we're going to get into that, it is more about that deeper relationship with self as a, as a whole, you know, entire 360. Um, so I, I love that. Thank you for breaking that down and making it a little bit more, um, understandable and approachable, right? Because I think maybe that's the, um, we hear in intimacy and I know that my old self would have been very intimidated by, that word and like, Ooh, I don't belong here. Like this is, Mm -hmm. this is way too like, no for me. Like I can't, it's outside of my comfort zone. So I, I love that just breaking it down and into me, I see makes it so much more of something we can, we can talk about and make it a conversation. So in general, I think that at least what I see on my end and, and it might be the same for you too, is that Women in general, right? Not all women have so much shame about Mm. our bodies and we are either too much of this or not enough of this. And our physical appearance specifically plays a big part in that. And a lot of it is our female anatomy too. And what we have been, you know, taught what that means. And why do you think this is like, what, what is this like history lineage of why we feel so ick about our bodies most of the time? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Such a big question to answer. And 
I, I love this because shame has been around in a woman's body since we had language for our genitalia. And before even that, you know, thousands of years ago when patriarchy first began, before that, we had mystical lineages where the female body was revered as sacred and deeply um, mystical and had so much power. And, you know, I believe that when patriarchy started to take over and sweep the, the world with religion and just different lens of, um, of expectation and shamed sexuality in our bodies. And that's where we started to pick up the things of like, cover, cover yourself up. Like sex is sinful, wrong. This is something that like is devil's work. And Mm. (laughs) I think what happened is that they, you know, back in the day, we actually did sacred practices with our vaginas and our sexual energy. And it was so powerful that in order to control, we had to create something against the power that we hold. So shame was founded. Yes. <laughs> Makes and, so, it's like so much sense. Yeah. And along with that, um, so there's a nerve in our body called the pudendal nerve. And this is a nerve that goes, has many connections to our genitalia and to our pelvic region, and it literally translates to be ashamed of in Latin. Mm. So shame has been embedded in our bodies since since the name of that pudendal nerve. I don't actually know when that was named, but it's been a long time. Yeah. I can tell you that. <laughs> that is wild. That literally in language, it was created that way when naming anatomy. I mean, that's just, it goes so, it says so much, Uh, you know, and I think even how I look back and how we were, at least how I was like taught as a kid. And it's funny, my daughter's five. And just the other night we were talking about, you know, getting out of the bath or whatever. And she's like, oh, my yucky parts. And I'm like, no, they're not your yucky parts. Like, don't call it that. Like, you know, and so we went into, and she's like, but why? And I'm like, I don't know who told you that if it was at school or whatever, but this is your vagina. This is what you, we, we honor your body. Your body is beautiful. It is meant for you, you know, and she's only five, but it's starting Mm -hmm. at that age about being able to not be shameful or, um, have just like this, like I said, ick about our body because our bodies truly are just these vessels of beauty. And I think mm-hmm. the more we can embody that, it totally can change everything. And that's why there's people like you because we we need you. We need, we need more intimacy um, coaches and people helping us to explore this, this very like deep topic truly. Um, to like kind of further elaborate on that and I mentioned at the beginning, there's so many women who like over here, like they're feeling shameful, but they also desire 
to have and to bring like the sexy back in their life. And when you feel gross about your body or shameful about your body or guilty about your body, it's pretty hard to be sexy, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's a there's like a big disconnect there, right? It's like how do we get there? So how does one even like begin this and why is it so hard for us to like get get the move on and start getting our sexy back? <laughs> Yeah, I love this. And I just want to expand quickly on the shame conversation because shame thrives in isolation. And mm, a lot of isn't the time, that the truth? Yeah. Right. And that only exacerbates it to like give it more power because it's like, oh my God, I cannot look at this. It's so bad and wrong. And when we do that to our bodies, we're literally disconnecting that part of us from our, the rest of us, like literally. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's mind blowing. So to get your sexy back, you really got to bring that part of you into like the rest of you. You know, we don't do that to our elbow. We don't do that to the totally functional pieces of our body. And we hold so much power and wisdom in our vagina. I like to call my vagina my pussy or my yoni. Yoni translates to sacred temple in Sanskrit. So I find that mm. is a very empowering word to use as well as pussy. I like sacred um, temple that. way more than shame. <laughs> yes, yes. So redefining that word and what you're calling this sacred area is one way to get your sexy back. Hey babe, sorry to interrupt, but I know you won't be disappointed because I have a gift that I want you to snag immediately. In the show notes, you will find the link to my Say Bye to Burnout free five-day mini training series. Now, if you have been following me or listened to my podcast, you know that I am obsessed with giving you the tools you need to ditch all the chaos and live your most authentic and best life. So before we get back to the episode, I want you to do one thing for me. Imagine what it would be like to have more time for yourself to do the things you love, to be present in the place that you're in and not thinking about who or what needs you at the moment. You know, what would it be like to have healthy boundaries in your personal and work life and to stop living a life dedicated to a to-do list? Pretty nice, huh? Well, you're going to love this series. It's designed just with you in mind and loaded with value, journal prompts, tips, inspirational stories, and infused with so much support that you'll actually feel like you have me as your one-on-one life coach in your back pocket. And the best news is it's totally free. So make sure, go to the show notes, download the link, and I want to help you get to the other side of burnout. Now back to the episode. And then to further into, um, you know, feeling it on a somatic level and really embodying your sexiness. I think it's essential for women to de-armor their vagina. So what Mm, that means. Tell us more. Yeah. So de-armoring is basically a, well, take it back a step. So our body holds so much Uh, like trauma or emotion, memory, generational trauma lives in our body. So 
to take some of that and heal it, just like we get a massage in our shoulders or our neck when it's tense, and that's usually where stress is held. There is so much energy and emotion and trauma, big and small trauma, in our vaginas, generations mm. of it. So it's essential for women to de-armor that. And basically that means like massage your vagina for yeah. lay terms, like receive a yoni massage, do it to yourself. And this is also a form of self-pleasure, um, but it's more of like a healing uh, aspect to it. And I find that that is essential for women to really kind of unravel the numbness and the desensitization of their vaginas. Um, a lot of women experience pain during sex, and this is a way to actually unwind that while also getting your sexy back. Mm. Yeah, that makes like, you know, and I think even the idea of massaging yourself is so foreign to many women. I think that that is like, even that feels maybe a little bit, um, you know, outside of someone's comfort zone. And so I love that you're like bringing this to the table and you're like, this is needed and very normal. And our body requires it just like our shoulders requires massage from harboring so much tension. Well, hello, what do you think about our vagina too? So mm -hmm. I love this. It, it's like, it makes sense when you say it, but it's not a common thought. So I, I think I'm so grateful for this. Yeah. And I love, it is pretty, you know, far out for some people, especially if you're in the beginning stages. Um, and I think, you know, a step in between that would be to, and this is something that I did when I first started reclaiming my body and self-love. I, so I was into yoga and I got naked in front of the mirror and did yoga and I would just mm. compliment my body and I took a mirror and I put it in front of my vulva and I looked at my vulva and that in itself was so healing to, yeah. to really meet this part of me because like we mentioned earlier, shame. Shame's encoded in that area. So many people are avoiding even looking there. So many of my clients and people that I know in my life have never, don't know what their anatomy looks like. Isn't that wild? It's like- It breaks my heart. Yeah. It, but it's like, we could describe so many parts of our body very easily because we see it every day, whether we want to or not. But that's an area, unless you are- participating and actively making an effort, it can absolutely go unseen. And mm -hmm. it's, it really does take conversations like this and people like you to let women know that, you know, cause so many would say, well, isn't that like dirty? Isn't that naughty? Or isn't, and it's just like, 
where did the like how did this even become a thing that this is dirty and naughty <laughs> to look at yourself mm-hmm. you know um and i think even just the concept if we can't get to you know putting a mirror down at our vulva i love the idea of doing yoga naked because I truly, I can actually like embody this in my mind, how powerful that would be to have a mirror and to look at ourselves and to acknowledge our power and strength rather than putting ourselves down. And you're, you're so right about how everything else, whatever we tell ourselves, the words and the conversations we have are so powerful, mm-hmm. so powerful. Yeah. So it's like meeting yeah. yourself there, meeting yourself for the mm-hmm. first time. <laughs> it's, so needed. it's powerful. Yeah. And so I hope that that's the first thing listeners do after listening to this podcast, <laughs> go home, babe, get yourself your mirror out and have a little, you know, Yoni party in your bathroom. Okay. So, um, I love it. I love that. So Let's bring this like even one step further. I know that, you know, we've already taken our listeners on a little bit of a journey and everyone's like, okay, all right, I see where we're going here. But what I really want to talk about, because I find this so fascinating, is the orgasm, the female orgasm, because most of my friends And I would say women I speak to either haven't had a real orgasm in a long time. They're faking it. They've given up on it. Mm -hmm. They couldn't even tell you like what it would feel like anymore to truly have an orgasm. And I find this really – it's upsetting because men have orgasms on the on the reg on the daily. <laughs> and it's like, mm-hmm. uh, hello, what about us? And why are we waiting on that from somebody else? So mm-hmm. what is, you know, tell us a little bit about orgasms, how we can get them and feel better about the whole situation, communicate it to our partners, all the things. So break it down for us, Rory. Oh, I love this. I, uh, I just, first of all, I want to start with bringing presence to the definition of orgasm and it being really focused on how a man orgasms. So that in itself is setting us up for failure because women don't orgasm like a man all the time. And just some context around orgasm, it would be, you know, desire, arousal, climax, resolution. It's like a very high, like building peak and then back down. Yeah. Women are multi-orgasmic beings. We have infinite ways to experience orgasm and a more holistic and, um, inviting approach to orgasm is pleasure plus expansion. So expansion is just like the energy moving and pleasure can be any sort of sensation. It doesn't have to be like one certain type. There's many different ways to experience pleasure. 
So it would be pleasure plus expansion mm. equals a mind shift. So a mind shift could be bliss, could be relaxation, could be surrender, could be just something to get you out of the ordinary. Yes. That is so beautiful. Yeah. And with that, with that definition, I'm, I'm almost certain that many women are orgasming without giving themselves credit because we have, Mm. we're expecting one way of orgasm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that Hollywood has really painted that picture on what that looks like, right? And it's like, it has to be this big way or it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one of the like number one killers of orgasm is pressure. Putting the pressure mm-hmm. on yourself to have the orgasm actually kills the orgasm. <laughs> And I love hearing your cat in the background, by the way. So cute. <laughs> I know. I had to kick him out. <laughs> so good. I'm a cat it's lady, so, so I appreciate him. it. <laughs> Aw. Yeah. But yeah, so- that, that makes a lot of sense is that, you know, as the – sometimes as a mom or as a woman of the house or a career woman or just the daily pressures that we put on ourselves – um, it makes sense why having this like orgasm seems so mysterious because we're stressed and you just said it like, what's the number one killer? It's pressure and stress and this like ability to, or this like, uh, not the ability, but the expectation of having to have this like performance, so to say. Right. And Along with that, you know, the education around women's orgasm is very minimal. At the most, we are learning about clitoral orgasms, which Mm. does translate Mm -hmm. most to a male's, um, like a male perspective of orgasm, where you feel a big explosion when you climax. And, you know, we're rarely focusing on internal orgasms. And that's actually where there's so much magic and potential for women. Yeah. I feel like we could have a whole podcast just on internal orgasms because that seems like all the things. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. I love it. um, I'm very much like I really do feel like, you know, women listening right now have a lot of takeaways and things to think about and also ways that they can like give themselves a little bit more grace and credit. I love what you said about orgasms is that like a lot of the times women are probably having them, but not giving themselves the credit that they did. And that goes a long way too. It's like acknowledging ourselves and the ability that we're like pleasurable beings and that it's okay to experience this. So is there anything you feel that just intuitively that women really need to hear right now um, before we kind of wrap up our conversation? Yeah, 
it's coming through so loudly along with this conversation about orgasm and more permission. I think something to communicate with a partner is, you know, women, we really need slowness to feel like I've noticed this in my own body and in so many clients that the slower we go, the more we can actually feel. So that Mm. fast, hard, penetrative sex that we see in TV, in porn, in Hollywood, in movies, is not what serves a woman's body. Nine times Mm. out of ten. Not to say that we can't love that. But what really gets a woman to open and expand is softness and slowness and like savoring the moment instead of like getting there so fast as we can. Totally. And again, going back to not matching our needs to a man's needs, right? Like we are very different creatures and this brings us back to like the beginning of our conversation, which is knowing yourself and what you need and how to ask for it. Because in my opinion on why I've been disappointed in the past intimately, um, is I didn't know myself, right? Mm -hmm. I didn't even know how to pleasure myself. I didn't see myself. So how can I possibly ask that of my partner, Mm -hmm. you know, and do you find that a lot that it's so many times as women were like, well, our partners suck in bed and that's, you know, it's all on them. And while we don't know what the partner is capable or not capable of, there is a lot of things that we can be responsible for and take ownership for. Would you agree with that? A thousand percent. I think knowing yourself is power and we Mm -hmm. are giving our power away to so many other outside forces when we don't actually know what we need and what we like so if if anyone listening could take something away it's to go explore your body find out Mm -hmm. what feels good what doesn't feel good find out what you like Try new things, you know, come at it with a lens of curiosity. Yes. Curiosity, I think for me, has been one of the most underrated things in that we have as humans because it has been, um, you know, again, going back to childhood trauma and children and like what we're told, we're told being curious is bad. Don't be curious. You could get in trouble. And when you and and while that's true, sometimes for little kids, right? Like, you know, you don't want to go off with strangers, but you also have to be able to stroke that curiosity and let from a young age. And if you haven't weren't allowed and we're now mature adults, that seems like a very foreign concept because curiosity seems unsafe. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's it's the opposite. It's like, well, feeling safe is not letting you feel good. It's actually making you feel trapped. So um, I love that you said curiosity. It's, I think, so underrated many of the times. 
Yeah, I, I love what you just said. And I totally relate to that. And bringing in play instead of seriousness. So it's like curiosity mm. and play versus rigidity and seriousness. Yes. How much more is accessible or what just the world opens so much more when we come from a level of curiosity and play. It doesn't have yes. to be so serious. Absolutely. And, you know, I definitely have um, been known to be super serious and, you know, especially five years ago before I made um, this decision in my life that I was tired of feeling stuck all the time. And I would say now while I'm serious about some things, being more playful has served me far more, far (laughs) more. So I love this. And I know that we just scratched the surface on like helping women get their sexy back. But like you said, ultimately it's getting to know yourself and feeling like you can ask for what you need and knowing what you need, which is so powerful. But for women and listeners wanting to like know a little bit more and have some guidance and support and accountability how can women start to work with you and what does that kind of look like? Is it, is it group? Is it one-on-one? Um, what does it look like to have an intimacy coach in your corner? Yeah, such a great question. Um, right now I'm offering one-on-one clients coaching and I love to take women on a deep journey into this. You know, this isn't a quick fix, like a Cosmo sex tip and then we're good. It's yeah. like <laughs> <laughs> You mean it's not just reading our horoscope and it's fixed? Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, that's like one level of it, but you won't get very far. So, <laughs> I love to take women through the journey on a very intimate level um for 6 months. And then I am actually in the works of creating a group course later this year. So that will be fun and exciting as well. Um, But if you want to learn more about this and feel the call, you can follow me on Instagram at rory.adele. And I've also linked a special gift to all your listeners to um, a fun little present that I have and it's called the secrets to creating deeper intimacy. So you can check that out if it feels like something you want to learn more about. It'll probably be the highest download I've ever had because most women (laughs) want it, but are terrified of asking for it. So, um, now no one has to know it can be secret. They can download it and start their journey on their own and then feel you know, called to speak about it out loud. And it doesn't have to be a secret anymore that you want to um, be more, you know, bold and courageous with your femininity and your pleasure and your power. And, you know, as you said, we were, women were revered uh, in early days as being mystical and powerful. And I look forward to that day when that is now the new normal, right? Yes. Yeah. I think it is happening too. So totally. Um, I'm so I here for it. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And if anyone, I just want to say if anyone has, you know, if they feel timid or embarrassed or shy to reach out, 
please personally DM me. I'd be more than happy to answer some of those quote unquote embarrassing questions that are really hard to ask for. Because I know so many women are struggling and I'm here for this. Like this is this is my deepest passion and lights me up so much to see women thrive. Um, so I just want to give that invitation to all of you. I love it. I love it. Yeah, the invitation is always you know, that feels special where it's like, okay, now I'm not worried about reaching out. So thank you for showing up today for the Beam Life listeners and also just the community and being who you are because your energy was deeply needed today. And I am so grateful. So thank you, Rory, so much. Mm, Thank you. Such a pleasure to be here. Yeah. Bye, girl. Bye. You are the best, Bean Babe. Thanks for listening to my podcast. If you love this episode, it would mean so much if you would share it with another Bean Babe or post it on social and tag me at The Beam Life so I can tell you thank you for helping me share the mission. You can also send me a text. Yes, a real text to 323-673-2709 where we can connect outside of the podcast. You can either chat with me one-on-one or just receive the weekly text I send to beam you up throughout your week. Anyways, it's been fun as always, and I'm honored to be a part of your journey. Until next time, keep beaming, babe.